1: Hey there, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios all throughout the Tri-City area. If you're listening to us, Kevin's the person to turn to if you have financial questions, need some guidance about your retirement preparation. You can find us online at InsightFolios.com. Kevin has an office right there in Pinconning, so it's convenient and easy to come by, say hello, and tap into that three decades of financial planning experience. And uh, many years now on the radio imparting some of that guidance here on the show. Kevin, good to be with you once again. Thanks for taking some time off the river to come and chat with us. Kevin was texting me pictures of the uh, the big fish he was just catching a few minutes ago. So very impressive, sir. Looks like you had a good time.
0: Well, we did have a good time, Walter, and you give away the secret. I was on the Asabo River last night, and we caught some nice brown trout.
1: Nice.
0: And, but I, I tried this thing called mousing. I was with Tyler from um, Moth Bear Outfitters, you know, we've yeah. talked about him before. Did, did you say mousing? They call it mousing, yeah. Okay. They have this big thing that floats on, and you do it after dark, and it looks like a mouse, and the trout eat it. So I was watching Tyler do this. I've never done it before. I, I dry fly fish earlier in the day, and I caught a bunch of fish, but that was kind of interesting because you're in total darkness. And you can hear it hit the water, but you can't see it. And okay. then you're waiting for a big splash from the fish, which we did get a uh, one. If I think maybe two, we got so nice um, some attacks. We didn't catch them, but we we
1: we heard them. So oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a pretty cool uh, new thing to try for you.
0: It is. You know, I didn't think I'd like it because you know you can't see, but it's kind of uh, it's kind of nice because it's so peaceful, and you're mm-hmm. floating down the river. We're the only ones there, and we didn't see another boat all day long. So it was a great day.
1: Growing up, I used to do a lot of, uh, out on the coast, a lot of surf fishing with my dad. And, you know, usually at night, you're kind of, you're probably getting sharks and that kind of thing, not like massive sharks, but, you know, smaller sharks and that sort of thing from the from the shore. But it was always really fun to just be out there at night, and we'd line all the poles up, get them in the water, and we would add, you know, the glow lures. Have you ever yep. seen those in the store? Yep. And I think most of the time, you're supposed to put the glow lures on the lure so that, you know the fish can see the bait and that sort of thing and also they're attracted to the light but we would put them at the tips of our poles so you could see it you know if the pole was going up or down or like if you had a fish on so that was always fun to see that line of glow sticks at the top of the poles all down the beach and then you know when you'd get one on that glow stick would just start going crazy so we we would try and throw the football in the dark that was our foolish excitement <laughs> activity while we were waiting for a bite and uh, try not to get hit in the face with the football usually there was enough glow from the moon and the glow sticks and maybe the nearby peak or something like that where you could kind of do some nighttime football throwing. So that was just, just some great memories. And then pulling in a shark, and you can't really tell what it is until you really get it up close. And uh, just different senses, I think, doing doing stuff at night like that just sort of gets uh, gets tickled, if you will.
0: It, it was really fun. I mean, you could see the river, but it was really, yeah. really dark. But then we had a full moon, and it peaked above the trees just as we started pulling up to the ramp. Otherwise, it would have been a really, really nice trip. So
1: Yep. Great point. Well, uh, we've got a great show on the way today. In a few minutes, we're going to have a lot of fun playing some financial jeopardy. Birdie, oh. Yes, in the spirit of the what TV is, show. Huh? What is, Form of a question. Get your brain ready for that. Okay. I always forget the form of a question part. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. We might answer a listener question or two, and we'll see what else we can get into on today's show. It's all about trying to help you prepare better for your retirement future and your finances. If you've got questions for Kevin throughout the show today, you can go to insightfolios.com, or you can call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885-7526. All right, Kevin, I have been on a Jeopardy kick recently. Uh, we, we are in the middle of selling our house and moving, and my dad has been coming up almost every weekend to kind of just help me pack and move stuff into a storage unit and just kind of do all that sort of stuff. So we've had some fun bonding time over the last several weeks. And he always comes up on Friday nights, and he gets in right at 7, just in time for Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune. So, um, And so the last several weeks, I've been getting hooked back into Jeopardy, just like the old days when we used to play together. Have, have you been a big Jeopardy show watcher throughout the years by chance? You know,
0: it's funny you said that of your dad, because if I stop over my dad's house at 7 o'clock, you know, Jeopardy or Wheel of Fortune, same on. thing. That's on, yep. Yep. So you know we'll go back and forth a little bit on the Jeopardy and you know or the Wheel of Fortune either one but uh, yeah I I don't watch it personally but I catch it here and there when I'm over my dad's or something like that
1: yeah that's uh, that's kind of been uh, my thing but him coming up so often we've just been getting uh, hooked to it so
0: so a little bonding time going on
1: we used to play when I was younger and we would actually keep score of who got what questions right you know he'd come home from work we'd play together and then we'd wager in the final jeopardy and then we'd keep like a running tally all week long and then whoever was the kind of the the leader at the end of the week would get like a extra scoop of ice cream or something like that from the ice cream shop over the weekend or you know we'd build fun little uh, fun little games into yeah. it so what was your winning
0: percentage
1: Oh, I mean, when I was younger, you know, not as good. I think right. dad, dad had me on some of those uh, tougher categories, I think. But, you know, there'd be stuff where you're like, you, I watch it now, and you get a category. You're like, you know, I would have known that in 11th grade, back <laughs> when I was studying the Byzantine Empire or something yeah. like that. And I, I have forgotten all of that knowledge at this point. But then there's other things where only life experience and learning how to pick up context clues will you know, get you to know the answers and that sort of thing. So
0: I, I know exactly what you mean.
1: Yep. So it's a, uh, it's fun. That's why I like Jeopardy so much. So here's what we're going to do, Kevin. Um, you know how Jeopardy works, of course. What we're going to do is read the answer and then you'll respond in the form of a question. The only difference on this version of Jeopardy is you got to kind of back it up with an explanation for our audience. So, oh, okay. Sounds and like fun. It should be fun. All right. So here's the first one for you and audience at home. Feel free. Please play along here. See if you can buzz in and answer quicker than Kevin. Uh, answer, known by many for its high fees and broken promises, this financial product has been given a bad name of some of its cousins.
0: You sound just like Alex Trebek.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just need the mustache. You,
0: you did it very well. <laughs> so, all right. High fees and broken promises and some financial product giving a bad name to some of its cousins, right? Yep. You got it. I would, I would have to say in the form of Jeopardy, what is a variable in Moody?
1: All right. You got it. Explain it. Right.
0: So many variable annuities come with a lot of fees. You know, we, we know this. This is what gives their cousins a bad name because, you know, if you look at it, there's four different uh, annuities. There's an immediate annuity where you're giving an insurance company a lump sum of money and in return, they're giving you a monthly income, such as like, like a pension, those types of things. There's a fixed annuity, there's a fixed indexed annuity, and then there's a variable annuity. So we're only talking about the variable annuity today. So what are they? Well, they typically have uh, minimal fees on some things and higher fees than others. But they do have an account fee or a policy fee that's that's pretty typical here. And it's going to run between $35 and $150 a year just to have that policy. So if you're seeing that on your statement, that's what that is. And sometimes they'll waive it once your policy or your, your account gets above a certain level. Then they all have what's called M&E expense, which means mortality expense. Um, and that charge can range. That's from, say, 0.4% to 1.75% a year. And what does that include? That includes the cost of the death benefits. Typically, annuities are going to offer some sort of death benefit and other guarantees that are associated with that. So that's called the M&E expense. And then there's investment fees. So depending on how your account is invested, so you're going to have all these different investments available to you inside that variable annuity. Depending, you know, from conservative to riskier, they're going to range from a quarter percent per year up to 3% per year. And then let's talk about guaranteed income riders. I think you know some, some of these things are pretty good uh, as far as the guaranteed income rider goes. If you're going to use it for a guaranteed income, that's worth looking at. But what I see here, Walter, a lot of times somebody will come in my office with the variable annuity and they put this rider on, this guaranteed income rider, meaning some point in time you're going to take an income from it. They're never intended to use that. So here's the fee for that. It can range, it could be as high as 1.5%. There's other riders and other expenses under such as long-term care riders, joint life riders, spousal income riders, deathbed riders, all kinds of things. And then the last one, and not the least, is surrender charges. So it's easily, you know, if you add up just the fees we talked about, it's 3 to 5%. So meaning that if you earn 8% on your... Uh, investments that year, and they're going to take away the three to five, depending on how much uh, expenses you get inside that thing. How do you find out? Because you're never going to find out looking on your statement. You call the company directly and say, what are all of my inclusive fees that I'm paying? That's the way you're going to find that that particular one out.
1: So uh, you can just kind of see the problem with something like that in today's environment, right? Because not only are you, you're kind of starting behind you're thinking of it like a game, right? You're you're three, four, maybe five percent already in the hole that you've got to work out of. Then when you take into account inflation like we're experiencing right now, man, you are just like way in the hole. It's it's gotta perform incredibly to really pull you out of that to make that whole thing worthwhile, it seems.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a tough hurdle to overcome in some situations. you hit it right on the head with inflation raging. You know, the Fed's gonna raise their interest rates. This is meant to slow down the stock market, so that could be a, a big battle that you're trying to, you know, to go against right there.
1: All right, that that was for two hundred dollars. Well done, there, Kevin. <laughs> uh, here's the four hundred dollar question. Answer: This requires a financial advisor to put his client's best interest before his own. Unfortunately, not all financial professionals are governed by it.
0: Oh, that's an easy one. What is the fiduciary standard?
1: Uh, correct. correct. Although so- I I could totally see that question in a Je- in an actual Jeopardy, you know, uh, game, and then the person mispronouncing the fiduciary part. And, you know, the, that unfortunate part where they have to go, oh, I'm sorry. And the next person pronounces it correctly. And you're like, man, that's got to feel really bad for the person who knew the answer, <laughs> but messed up the pronunciation a little bit. Uh,
0: and, and I seem to mess up a lot of, you know, a lot of words here and there. In the show, yeah, so Sometimes I, I they're it. forgiving. Yeah.
1: Sometimes they're harsh. And then sometimes they come back in the next segment and they're like, we've decided to award the correct answer. For that. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I always find it funny when they correct it later.
0: So what is a fiduciary standard, right? It's just what you said. We have to put our own client's best interest before ours. So there's certain advisors who are fiduciaries and there's advisors that are not. And they're governed underneath different circumstances, different laws. So when you come into my office, I am a fiduciary. I have to put your best interest first. And that's why we have the simplicity process. We will put together what you're trying to do. And based on what your numbers are, we're going to put, a plan together and investments that work in your certain situation so if we get audited we can show how we came up with our recommendations for your investments now on the other side it could be just the you know somebody selling just annuities in this case and they're not going to follow the same example they're just going to you know they think this annuity is, is a good fit but it may not be the best one for you or this life insurance policy or whatever it is So in my particular instance, I say you should stick to a fiduciary because we are required to put your best interest first.
1: Great points across the board there, Kevin. So uh, let's take a quick break here in a moment. But before we do, I know that you obviously work with your clients in that fiduciary standard. It's something that you take very uh, seriously. I'm curious because we have a lot of people who might be new to the program, but we also might have a lot of long-term listeners to Simply Financial. Uh, I know you're born and raised in PennCon. You've got a lot of friends that listen to the show and people that stop by and talk to you about it when they come through. But one thing we probably don't talk about enough here, Kevin, is just what the process looks like looks like when people come in to meet with you. So let's say somebody's listening to the show today and, and they've got a variable annuity, like we just talked about a few moments ago, and they're not really sure if that's still the right investment for them or they're concerned over some of the points that you brought up. Or maybe it's another kind of annuity and they're wondering if, you know, that particular product has some of the same negatives that we covered. It's all about finding the right fit for your situation with any investment, of course, and does it fit into the overall plan. But if somebody's intrigued enough or they're curious or they've been wanting to call and talk to you a little bit about, hey, what's this process look like? What are we going to go through? Can you just kind of walk us down that lane a little bit? Like what happens when somebody calls 888-885-PLAN? What can they expect from there?
0: Well, it's a pretty simple process, Walter. First, you're going to talk to the sensational Stacy. And she's going to put you on the calendar and then she's going to email you what to bring into the office. So it's pretty easy. We don't ask for a whole lot. And when you come into the office, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to sit down. And I'm going to ask you what's the one thing you really want to accomplish today. So when you walk out of the office, you felt it was worth your time coming to the, uh, to the great town of Pink County. Then we're going to build you your income plan. That's our simplicity plan that day. And we're going to be done in roughly an hour, an hour and 15 minutes. And by the end of the day, when most people come in for the first time, they want to know if they're on track or if they need to get on track or where they're standing at the end of that hour or that hour and 15 minutes, you will have a really good idea whether you're on track or not. And if you're not on track, you know, we can help you correct that to get you back on track. And if you are on track, like a lot of people are, maybe you can retire a year too early, but the only way to figure that out is to come into the office and then we can do that planning for you there's no cost, there's no obligation. Uh, This is what I do. I love to help people. And this is my um, passion, income planning. I love retirement planning. I love getting you to and through retirement. And that's what we do here. I'm not a big uh, life insurance guy. I'm not those things. I just primarily focus on income planning. And that's what I really, really love to do here in the office.
1: Well, if you want to take advantage of that planning opportunity and go through the process of putting together that simplicity plan, uh, finding out if you are well prepared for retirement and beyond, it's simple to begin. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call that number 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885 26 you can call that number over the weekend, or you can just call the office during the week if you prefer to look up some information about Kevin and the planning process ahead of time. We invite you to do that as well. That's insightfolios.com, the place to go online, insightfolios.com. But again, the easiest way to get in touch and begin the planning process with a complimentary review is to call 888-885-PLAN. And talk to the sensational Stacy. And if you get the voicemail, because a lot of people do call in over the weekends, uh, you might get that voicemail. Uh, just let us know your interest, and uh, the team will follow up with you. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. And there's more to come on today's show. We'll play some more Jeopardy coming up here on Simply Financial. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Really enjoying today's episode. Hope you are as well. Walter Storholt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you in the Tri-City area, the office right there in Pinconning. Come on by, say hello, get some great recommendations of where you can go out to eat maybe after your meeting with Kevin or some good places to shop in the area if you're not, uh, you know, completely familiar with Uh, For those of you who are local, you probably already know Kevin. You've probably listened to this show a couple of times before as well. Uh, but if you want some more information on what it's like to work with Kevin about the planning process, get some more financial education, you can do it all at insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. Click the listen button and you can ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show, and find much more there. Kevin's the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, and that's why he's well qualified to be one of our financial Jeopardy contestants on today's show. Kevin, you nailed the first two questions of the show. You ready for number three?
0: I'm getting nervous, but let's try it.
1: All right. So we had the $200 question, the $400 question. Now we're on to the $600 question here. This financial phenomenon is thought by some to be imminent and by others to be far off in the distance, but there's no denying that it'll be back eventually. Well,
0: I have to say, what is a market correction?
1: Mm, very good point yes
0: so what is a market correction there's really no universal definition of this but for most people they're going to consider a correction to have occurred when a major stock index now we're talking like the s&p the dow jones and new york stock exchange something like that declines by more than 10 percent now here's the here's the thing by more than 10 percent and less than 20 percent from its most recent peak walter do you know why they call it a correction
1: because it sounds better than a crash. <laughs> well, no, no,
0: they call it, that's a good. One. They call it a correction because historically the drop, you know, often cracks and returns the prices to the longer term trend. So what comes after the correction, and that's what we're talking about—the bear market. So nobody can predict, and I want I want to emphasize this: nobody can predict, you know, whether the market's going to turn around or not. We've known that by looking at study after study after study. But however, there are periods when the market is down by more than 20%. We all know that. Historically, most corrections haven't become bear markets. Now, if we go back for the last 24 market corrections, because I was just researching this the other day, since November 1974, and we go back 24 corrections, only five of them have become bear markets. And let me give you the years, Walter. 1980, 1987, 2000, 2007, and 2020. So the odds are in our favor that they're not, be, they're not going to become a bear market, but that doesn't necessarily that it won't. So people nowadays, you know, there's all this white noise going on out there in the media. The market's going to crash, you know, buy gold, buy silver, buy this, buy that, you know, prepare yourself, and nobody knows. It's just a feeling that everybody, you know, has right now over the majority of people I talk to, but nobody knows it could turn around tomorrow or it could go down tomorrow that's that's the thing with the stock market. When you're in there, you're going to go through many market corrections and remember that's a long-term investment. So we're only looking at a correction at maybe a year or two in time. You've got 20, 30, 40 years to go. That market correction is going to happen several times in, in that time frame. So don't let it get you off track. don't let it get you down. don't let the white noise bring you down. Consider it long-term and act like it's long-term. Go see your advisor if you're nervous. Revisit your plan to make sure you're on target for what you want to do.
1: We're playing a little bit of a uh, game on today's show, Financial Jeopardy style, uh, and we have uh, had some good questions so far. Kevin is rocking the category. Kevin, you might just sweep the category. That always feels good when the contestants run the run the table on the category, and uh, you're three for three so far. Uh, here's another one for you mandated by the IRS, these force retirees to drain their retirement accounts whether they want to or not.
0: Oh, that's an easy one. What is a required minimum distribution? We talk about that all the time in the show RMD. So an RMD means, now, there's a lot of people out there who think we're underneath the old rule. Remember what the old rule was? Walter, you had to be a certain age and you had to take money out.
1: <laughs> that was the weird half one, right? Like 70 yeah. and a half or something Seven, like that?
0: 70 and yeah, a half. Yeah, okay. And then they passed what's called the 2.0 Secure Act. We've done a, we've done a couple of shows yeah. on that, which, mm-hmm. which raised it to 72. So now you're forced to take money out at age 72. But now in the Senate, they're talking about you know another Secure Act and increasing that limit from 72 to 75. Now we're not there yet. We're still at 72. It passed the House, but it's up to the Senate. Looks like it's going to pass. But let's assume you're turning 72 this year. And you have whatever dollar figures. Now what they're going to use is they're going to use your December 31st value of the year you turn 71. And what they say between you and your beneficiary, they're going to give you life expectancy in years. So when you're 72, they say you have 25.6 years. So take whatever that dollar figure was December 31st of the year you turn 71 and divide it by 25.6 years. And then that'll tell you the minimum you have to take out. Now, if you don't take out that minimum, the penalty from the IRS is 50%. So let's say you had to take out $10,000 and you didn't do it for whatever reason. The penalty from the IRS is $5,000. So here's what's important about required minimum distributions. If you come into my office, we're going to set it up so it automatically happens every year. And we want it to come out no later than October. Why? Because if there's a mistake, we got time to fix it. I don't want it coming out in the middle of December and there's a there's a mistake and then we can't go back and fix it and then you're faced with that penalty. So make sure you're looking at all your IRAs, all your 401Ks, all your 403Bs and make sure that you're taking the required minimum distributions. Now you can take them from one account, but just make sure... That it, that it meets that required minimum distribution. Otherwise, you're going to pay a hefty, hefty penalty.
1: That's a really good point, Kevin, and a great explanation of those RMDs. We would have accepted either answer, required minimum distributions or the shorthand RMD. So well done. All right. Last one to sweep the category, Kevin. This common staple of retirement, known also as a defined benefit program, is quickly becoming scarce across the American landscape.
0: Well, there's two clues there, Alex. <laughs> and the, one, the first clue is defined benefit program. And the second clue, I think you said scarce?
1: Scarce,
0: yes. Scarce, yes. So, so we're talking about what is a pension. Now, your father, my father, you know, pensions are pretty normal back then. But the pension for anybody coming through the workforce now, is if you work for the federal government or the state, you probably have a pension. But even the General Motors workers and the Ford workers and all those types of people who used to have pensions, That's a a dying dinosaur going in there. So what is a pension? A pension is a retirement arrangement in which you and your employer promises a regular payment from the day you retire for as long as you live. So you work for General Motors like my dad did. He retired at 52. He is now 80. So they've been paying him from that day all the way until dad is no longer here. So that pension is a pretty good stable for people to count on. So when we're doing the income planning process, Pension is a crucial part. We had somebody come in the office the other day, Walter had a $36,000 a year pension. That's a pretty good pension.
1: That sounds pretty good, yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was, it had a cola on that too. So there are some pensions out there, there are are some pensions out there, and that is a big staple going into retirement, knowing that you have that income coming in. I call it mailbox money, because every month it shows up. And that can help you in retirement to help fill that shortfall the shortfall is what your fixed income that's coming in and if you need more so if you have four thousand coming in you need five thousand that shortfall is a thousand so you know it makes filling that shortfall easier because you have ongoing income coming in so pension you know was a staple in my dad's era not so much a staple now for new people coming into the workforce so but it's a really good thing if you can get it
1: well Kevin you ran the category well done my friend thank you for uh, this type of guidance and advice I'm curious you know we hit a lot of different topics during this uh, during this topic today on financial jeopardy we covered everything from annuities to terminology like the fiduciary standard and like how advisors operate market corrections obviously I'm sure there's a lot of interest in stock market ups and downs that's probably pretty common RMDs, pensions, but as you look at all these different things, I mean, are these the kinds of questions that people are bringing to you, uh, when they come in to meet and have a conversation about what's going on in their financial life? I mean, are, are we running kind of the, this, this broad of a spectrum in what you're dealing with each day?
0: We do. You know, we, I, I get asked almost every time I'm my producer, right? And right now, the big conversations are, do you think we're in a market correction? What do you think the market's going to do because of all the things out there? Not so much about RMDs, unless you're getting close to 70, and then you know you should be talking about that. But these are things we talk about every single day because they're part of the retirement planning process. You have to plan for those things. You have We all know market corrections are going to come, so we need investments that produce income. We all know, you know you, that if you have a pension, you have a Decision Do you put your spouse on or not? And if you don't put your spouse on, there's some planning that goes down there. So, there's all kinds of things that come into play, and these are everyday questions that we get. Variable nudies people come in with those, you know, we'll go through those and we'll look at the riders on. You know, why do you have this rider on? Here? Well, I don't know. Do you plan on taking income? No, well, then. I don't understand why you're paying 1.5% a year just to have that right if you're never going to use it. Let's look at some other alternatives to help you out better and and maybe trim some fees off of those types of investments and get you going in in the direction you need to go. So those are everyday questions, you're right.
1: All right, very good. If you've got these kinds of questions on your mind, or even better, want to put all of this into the context of your plan, that's the best thing that you can do. Pick up the phone, give Kevin a call, set up time to meet for a complimentary review of your situation. The number is 888-885-PLAN. That's triple eight 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 five seventy five twenty six. 885 7526 You can get on the right track to get to and through retirement with a proper financial plan. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give Kevin a call today. 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or shoot him an email, kevin at insightfolios.com, if you want to touch base that way. But again, the easiest way to get in touch is to call today. If you get the voicemail, leave a quick message. Kevin will call you back, or the sensational Stacy will get in touch with you to schedule that time to chat over the phone, maybe via Zoom or in office there in penconning. 888-885-PLAN is that number. And stay tuned. There's more to come on today's show. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Well, it's time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on today's show. This is where we just sidestep some of the financial stuff and typically talk about food, sometimes other topics. And uh, we're back to food this week, Kevin, as you, you know, if you were betting... Always bet that food's going to be involved, and you'll win more times than not if you're trying to guess what kind of question we're going to ask here on Getting to Know You. Uh, so here's a fun one for you this week: What is your favorite breakfast food?
0: Oh, that's easy: bacon, 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 bacon. bacon, bacon. I, I was going to say is, is
1: all an option? Just just all breakfast food is my favorite. Well, you know it depends,
0: but bacon is always in when I'm sitting mm-hmm. down. And you know, there's a, there's a little uh, meat store up in Rogers City called Plass. And they have the best bacon, you know. And then mm. we we stop up there, Valley's Meat Market, and uh, Beeson's here in town. They have the best bacon. You what, know, what's so your I, What's
1: your preferred style? Do you like uh, kind of thick and you know not super crispy, but just really nice and thick and juicy, or do you like more crisp? Uh, no, the, okay, you like the, the thick and uh, juicy bacon. Thick and
0: juicy. I yeah. don't like crisp bacon because it take it zaps the flavor
1: out right. for me. So yeah, right. So how about you? Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against bacon. Bacon, yeah. I think I'll have to go with eggs because I never substitute anything for eggs. I'm always going to have eggs. But bacon, every once in a while, I'll do sausage instead of bacon. So it's rare, but I'll still substitute that out. Eggs, nothing substitutes for it. Always got to have eggs as part of the breakfast meal. When you're when you're doing a true breakfast and not just having some cereal in the morning. You know what I mean? Yep, yeah. yep. I don't think I'm ever going to give up eggs. And you can cook them so many different ways, which is so exciting. But bacon and eggs is kind of the the combo that you gotta have yeah. right so
0: well i eat bacon maybe once a month i eat eggs probably four times a week but my favorite if i had to pick between one would be the, one, would would be the, the bacon. bacon
1: yep If you ate the bacon as often as you eat the eggs, you'd probably be in a little bit more trouble.
0: I would be, you know, I would not be my slim self. (laughs) That's right, exactly. (laughs)
1: Uh, Well, very good. Uh, Favorite breakfast food. Time for us to go eat some, Kevin. I don't care what time of day it is; we can always go get some breakfast food.
0: I'm going to have to fire up the air fryer.
1: In fact, do you ever do breakfast food for uh, for dinner?
0: Oh yeah, all the time.
1: Oh yeah, that's that's the best of it. All the time, yeah. It's that you know.
0: Fried potatoes and onions and some eggs and a little bacon or ham. Yep, all the time.
1: There you go. Uh, Well, cool. More to come on today's show. We'll stop talking about food and get back to talking about financial stuff and retirement and things that are going to help you save money, make more money, and uh, retire in a better position. Coming up next, so stay tuned to Simply Financial. Physics encompasses the entire universe, from quantum particles to supernovas, from spinning electrons to spinning galaxies. No need to complicate it. This is Simply Financial. Glad you're with us today on Simply Financial. Walter Sorholt alongside financial coach Kevin Ray of Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area based in Pinconning. You can get in touch by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Well, Kevin, we've sort of had a TV theme on today's program, so let's continue that as we get ready to wrap things up this week for our final segment. This time, we're going to take things in a little bit different direction, though. We had uh, some fun playing a TV game, Jeopardy! financial version, on today's show. Uh, Let's look at some other TV-influenced conversation, though. Sometimes there are things that we see on TV... Maybe we can fudge this a little bit and say it's maybe something just we read about online or we watched online, perhaps. Uh, Sometimes maybe it's not something we've seen recently, but maybe it's just kind of seeped into our subconscious. and We just assume these things are going to happen all the time. However, that gets into our subconscious. Some of those things may not really be rooted in reality. And so what we're going to do is go over a situation. And I'm curious, Kevin, is this the kind of thing that we really only see on TV? Or is this rooted in reality in some way? Are you seeing people actually experience this in real life? Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Here's the first one. This will be a good a good scene setter for us. So you've got that image in your mind of the family members gathering in the room after the death of a loved one for the reading of a will to find out who is inheriting what. Is that just seen on TV, or does that really happen a lot in real life?
0: Well, I can tell you when you when you read that I. Have you watched that movie, Nice Out?
1: Nice Out? Oh, knives. oh n- knives. Nice. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. That, that was very good. That was a good movie.
0: That was a good movie. But remember, they're all in a room. That's right. So that's what you're talking about. I've never seen that in my 32 years. I've never been involved. No, I have been involved with attorney conversations. But from the, most of my clients, they already know because they're involved in the planning process. They're involved in the trust. They're involved in, uh, you know, they're the beneficiaries. So mom and dad usually include them and what's going on so they know what's coming down the rain. So I've never sit in a family member in a big room with an attorney, and I'm sitting in the corner of, doing that it's never happened in my in my realm
1: isn't that funny because i mean literally every tv show every movie has that has that scene in it so yep, yeah <laughs> one of those just made for tv kind of things it sounds mm-hmm. like all right here's another one uh you've got people discovering old investment accounts that they forgot they had like oh here's that 401k i forgot about or ira totally forgot about that extra hundred thousand dollars sitting around that sounds made up in like something that would be tv only what about it does that happen in reality
0: it does. It happens more often than you would think. You know, we'll have, when you come into the office, we're going to ask you to bring in statements and those types of things, um, you know, or at least bring us the account values. And a lot of times people are going through their paperwork for the first time in many, many years. And I say, geez, I had this whole 401k. You hit it right on the head. I forgot all about that. Can we do something with this? Or is it is it uh, in the right place? Or can I put it in my other 401k? And they have all kinds of questions about it, but it's always found money when they do that. And it's like, they had it for many years. They left the job, they forgot about it. And then they come in here and then it rediscovers it. And then it's always a good, good conversation because it's money they thought they didn't have, but that happens quite often.
1: It's a really good point, Kevin. And it's uh, something we should uh, kind of keep in the back of our minds, trying to keep track of those different investment accounts. And funny that that happens more often than you'd think. Here's another fun one. Uh, someone inheriting money from a relative that they never expected. To inherit money from, I feel like I've seen that in a lot of TV shows and movie, right? Like, oh, this random uncle that I've only seen once in my life left me X amount of dollars, or you know, something along those lines. Does that happen in real life? Those unexpected uh, inheritances?
0: That's happened, yeah, from time to time, not very often. Okay, but but I can think of a client of mine. Uh, this is oh geez, probably twenty years ago. Her father left her some money, which she knew about, but her father said, if there's anything left of that money I give you, I want to, I want you to give it to whatever your brothers or sister siblings. So, you know, one of them lived out in California. They had no clue it was coming. And when she passed, I had to make the call to California and say, your aunt did this. And here's the reason. And it was kind of a nice thing, you know, to go through that. And then the aunt set it up. So every year she would get a distribution on niece's birthday. So it was kind of a nice thing, and she had the that's opportunity to, to cash it in, too. So every year, thought about her aunt, and then, in turn, thought about her grandfather, who she really never knew, but that was that's where it was coming from. So it's kind of a cool thing.
1: We're talking about uh, some of these different things that you see on TV or in a movie. Did these things really happen in real life? Most of these, of course, related to retirement or finances. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folios. Here for you if you have any questions about retirement and planning for your financial future, 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. All right, Kevin, how about this one? Uh, Kids in today's world working their way through college. We've seen that in TV and movies over the years where you've got somebody working their way through school. They're working maybe two or three jobs even at times, waiting tables, doing various things. Does that uh, really happen in today's world where kids are kind of putting themselves through school like that?
0: I do see it. You know, we'll have parents who um, really can't help them out, so the kids are going to put on an extra job or maybe two, like you said, and they're going to work their way through it, maybe they get a partial scholarship. It happens, I would say, probably 30%, 40% of the time when, when we're sitting down talking to people. And then I've seen on the other spectrum where, they, you know, they don't work or they can't work enough because maybe you're a doctor. I've seen people have $500,000 in college debt or, you know, that just going to college to get that types of thing. So it's on both spectrums, but I do see it probably 30%, 40% of the time where kids, you know, they've saved through time and they're working and, you know, they'll maybe borrow a little bit of money for because for the most part they pay their way through college.
1: That's pretty cool. Yeah, I know I did uh, work my fair amount during my college years and helped pay for that and graduated yeah. with, you know, a very small amount of student loans, thankfully, and didn't have to make mom and dad break the bank too much. It was a lot of hard work though, and I could see if I was in a discipline that required a lot more studying, that would have been difficult to to maintain uh, that level of work, you know. Oh
0: yeah, if you're if you're six or eight year into that, yeah, that's going to be a lot dif- more yeah. difficult. So yep,
1: definitely. Um, I was able to also graduate in that four year frame, which is uh, more and more rare these days too. So it's interesting the different uh, the different challenges people face during that period of life, and parents trying to plan for all of that. All right. Uh, in movies, we often see these you know genius investors who know just when to get in and out of the market. They time it perfectly. Are people really successfully doing that outside of Hollywood? No.
0: Let me ask you a question, Walter. And you finish the sentence. A blind squirrel
1: uh, finds finds an occasional nut, something like that. Yeah, finds an
0: occasional <laughs> nut, right? People get lucky. I mean, you know, you can f- have a feeling sometimes, but there's nobody out there that I know of. That consistently can time the market. You know, we we hear about the big short guy, right? He he hit it right on the head. If you read all the things that he's been saying since then, he hasn't been so accurate. You read about Bill Miller, who was the most you know success uh, money manager out there for fifteen years in a row, then he fell off a cliff. You just can't do it week in and week out, or year in and year out. And here's a couple of reasons why. Walter, when is the next tsunami going to hit someplace? Uh, we don't know. When's the next attack going to happen? No idea. Yeah, we don't know, right? Those are the unseen, un- unknowable things that really affect the market. And that's why they're hard. You know, you can't time it because these are the things that make a major change in what's going on. When's the next pandemic? When's the next whatever? It's You can't time the market successively over and over and over. It just can't happen.
1: Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you make, Kevin, and one that we all certainly need to remember. All right. Let's do one last one here on Simply Financial, going through these different as-seen-on-TV uh, situations. Do we see them in real life as well? People retiring, but then going back to work because they realize they don't have enough money. Do we just see that on TV shows and, and movies, or does that really happen?
0: No, that really happens. Okay. we have occasionally have somebody come in my office, they want a second opinion, and it's because they had to go back to work. Um, they didn't have a you know good income plan. They didn't have good advice or whatever it was. They didn't save enough um and now now they're in a situation so now we got to try to help them get as you know the best benefit that they can i wouldn't say it happens often walter but i would say oh maybe four or five times a year from the people that come through our office this is what we're dealing with and you know sometimes we can really help sometimes you know it's just going to be a reality and there's not much we can do and that's why it's critical that you sit down and you do the the the, the planning way before you retire cuz you want to know whether you're on track or not and it's a simple you know, it's coming in and then we do that simplicity process. And within an hour, hour and 15 minutes, I can tell you whether you're on track or not. And then you can go from there and then you can start looking at investments and how you're going to generate income and the things you're going to do in the bucket list items. But it starts with planning.
1: All you have to do is get on the calendar and you can begin that financial plan with Kevin and the team at Inside Folios. It's not difficult to start the process, not even difficult to go through the process, just takes a little bit of time commitment and a little energy to have a conversation, talk a little bit about your goals and what you're looking to do and accomplish. And so if you'd like to set that up with Kevin Ray, you can give him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888 888- 885 Get on the right track to get to and all the way through retirement with more confidence in your plan by putting it in writing, getting it on paper, making sure you're well prepared for your financial future. Pick up the phone, give Kevin a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526 or online at insightfolios.com kevin really appreciate your help and guidance on the program today and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week C- catch some more fish between now and then will you
0: i'll try to catch some and send you some pictures
1: all right, i'll be i'll be on the lookout yeah. all right thanks for tuning in everybody we'll see you next time right back here on simple financial